Hello everyone and welcome to a horribly nerdy podcast. The podcast that's so bad, horrible is it its name. And you know what? Let's talk about that for a minute. Um, I had someone reach out to me recently who was like, ah, your tagline makes no sense. Horrible isn't in, the, in, in its name. I'm like, horribly is, you know, it's... it's it's the joke. It's a podcast that's so bad that we're horrible isn't in the name. Like, I don't get... I I don't understand. Um, that's part of the joke, so if that upsets you, I apologize. But that's part of the joke. I just... Someone decided to come at me with that, and I was like, I don't understand how you don't get it. But if you don't get it, I apologize. I'm explaining it a little better. This is the podcast that's so bad, horrible is in its name. And on this podcast, we talk about everything from anime, video games, the paranormal, comic books, and much more. And ours continuing our Splatterpunk review. Well, I don't know about Splatterpunk, Extreme Horror, just crazy-ass shit review. Let's just call it that. <laughs> but anyways, um... So yeah, uh, yes, this podcast is two weeks late, and that is because uh, last weekend I ended up going to Cincinnati, Columbus, sorry, it was Columbus, Ohio, uh, to the GalaxyCon to meet Matt Ryan, uh, who, if you don't know, he was John Constantine in the Constantine TV show, and then later reprised the role on Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, I love Matt Ryan. I think he did an amazing job portraying John Constantine. And when I saw he was there, I was like, dropped everything. I'm like, I'm going. I gotta go. I gotta go meet him. Like, I have to. He's been on a bucket list to meet. You know, I have a bucket list of celebrities that I want to meet. Some, unfortunately, have passed before I have been able to meet them. So now it's like, if I see it... I'm going to try and figure it out, but I'm going to go someplace. And while I was there, uh, I also met Brandon Ralph, who played the Adam on uh, Legends of Tomorrow and, I believe, Arrow. Yeah, he was on Arrow as well. And uh, he also was Superman in Superman Returns. He did a really good job, like, really... He kind of looked like Christopher Reeves, and he was a really good person to pick to portray that role. He did a really, really good job, but I love him in Dylan Dog, Dead of Night, which is like a horror comedy, supernatural comedy, where he plays like a supernatural private detective kind of thing, and he's witty and sarcastic, and I thought he played the role perfectly, and unfortunately he gets shit on quite a bit for that role, which I feel he doesn't deserve, but honestly... I thought he was great, loved it, got to meet him, had him sign my Blu-ray. Uh, Matt Ryan, I had signed my Blu-ray of uh, Constantine, and I'm uh, sorry, uh, Brandon signed my Blu-ray, Blu-ray of Dylan Dog that night, so I was happy to do that. And while I was there, um, so a friend of mine <laughs> and fellow podcasters, John Tenney and uh, Jessica Napick, who are neat What's Up Weirdo podcast, and if you've never listened to that what are you doing? Shut this off. Go listen to that immediately. It's a billion times better than this podcast. I have no problem saying that. It's a billion times better than this podcast. Amazing people. Super fun people. Uh, I knew Jessica was a huge fan of Richard Dreyfus. Like, I know she wanted to meet him. I kept, you know, I let her know, like, hey, 
Richard's going to be there, you know, hey, you guys on a podcast, maybe you guys can get booked for this, because I was trying to figure out a way she could, like, come and see him, not having to pay a lot of money, stuff like that, uh, but, you know, I, I, it got down to the wire, and unfortunately, I didn't think she was going to make it, and so I was, not, you know, they had a combo thing where you get an autograph and a selfie, so I decided to get an autograph for her and a selfie for me, uh, you know, and it was just super cool to meet Richard Dreyfus. huge fan of Jaws, love Close Encounters, just love Richard Dreyfus. period. He was awesome, he was super nice, he took a bunch of pictures with me, one of them literally, like, I had my arm kind of just hanging around him, and he literally, like, cradled into my arm. It was super cute, he was super fun, and then I found out Saturday that Jess and Tenny were actually on their way up to the convention, so we hung out. Uh, it was awesome getting to hang out with them and watching Jessica meet Richard Dreyfus was like one of the most heartwarming moments I ever had. Like just to see like that dream fulfilled for someone is amazing. It's like, you know, it, when I met Bruce Campbell, that's how I was. Like that was like the one person I wanted to meet in all of the world was Bruce Campbell. And when I got to meet him, I was like, I was giddy. I was so excited. And, you know, just seeing that happen to someone's, you know, someone else that, you know, they, they were looking forward to this. This finally happened for them. It was super cool to see. I loved it. It was great. Awesome. It was such a good time. I had a great time hanging out with them. It was such a good convention. Like, it was run so well. It literally, like, it was, it was a blast. Like, that was one of the best conventions I've ever been to. You know, I've been to Motor City Comic Con, and, you know, there it's a good convention, but, boy, some things get, you know, there's a lot of things that end up getting screwed up. But uh, GalaxyCon ran it so good. Uh, there was one small issue where originally, like, we were all standing at this one door, and they were said, you know, this was all entry for everybody, but then other doors... Like, people were coming up here like, well, is this VIP? And we're like, oh, no, they told us for everybody. Well, like, like, because the convention opened at 2, like, at, like, 1.45, they, they wanted us to move because they were going to make that the VIP door. And there were people that were very upset, and they vocalized that. And luckily, they made it work. They made us, you know, we were able to get in through our door, which was super cool, super nice of them. And then after, you know, things kind of calmed down, they made that the VIP entrance, which was, you know, whatever. But it was really cool that, like, they didn't make us move. They we were able to figure it out and, you know, make us happy. So, again, it was run very well. It was a good organization. Uh, the lines, you know, the way they set up the lines, the helpers, all that, everyone did a good job. It was super awesome. Uh, you know, other people that were there, like, uh, celebrities was, like, Kevin Smith. Unfortunately, like, Kevin Smith was, like, hidden behind, like, a curtain. I don't know what that was about. I have no idea, but we, unfortunately, I was not able to put my eyes on Kevin Smith. And you, in order to, like, even, you couldn't even just go in line and meet him. You had to buy an autograph, from what I was told. So I was a little upset about that, but, you know, I because, like, because what happened was, I had money for everyone I wanted to see. And I was in the hotel room Thursday night, and I logged on, and I noticed a considerable chunk was missing from my bank account. And I found out someone had hacked into my cash app and stole like $500 from me. And I was devastated. All that money just gone. And that really put a damper on the weekend. 
luckily things worked out for the most part i got to meet you know the, the one person i really wanted to meet and you know a couple people that were on my list but there were more that unfortunately i was just unable to go and meet or or get an autograph from but hopefully uh there will be another convention they'll be in and i can get them uh them being you know kevin smith uh, rosario dawson jody whitaker who you know played the the 13th doctor the first female doctor um who else was there uh there were quite a few people there you know uh, william shatner was there jonathan frakes you know some star wars people there were some cosplayers that i follow on tiktok that were there so all in all it was just, it was a really cool convention there was a lot of cool people and uh the good news is on monday i was able to go to my bank and dispute the charges and at first i was told because it's cash app and they're an intermediary like thing from person to person i most likely won't get my money back so that sucked i was really upset about that and um so we you know the guy the the, the assistant manager at my bank he was super cool you know he's like let's you know let's dispute this anyways you never know what happens and uh, he said okay you'll you know you'll hear within a month you know what's going on and so i was like ah oh, okay you know kind of defeated and it was like wednesday i was at work and my phone buzzed and it was a notification and uh my money was put back into my account so i got my money back super happy about that it was you know it just it bummed me out but now we're good my money's back you know i'm kind of getting back into you know being happy because boy i was grumptastic these last few days i also forgot to take my medication with me uh once again which is you know a common thing whenever i go to conventions i tend to forget my medication and by the time i get back i'm just a grumpy asshole and uh yeah i kind of snapped at some people at work and uh at home and i apologize to everyone i you know when i'm not on my medication i'm a fucking asshole so I got a, uh, I'm gonna like make like a spare like little kit thing just to throw in my suitcase so it's always in there and I already got medication ready. So yeah, there's that. But it all worked out. I'm okay now. My Everything's kind of regulated back. I'm back on my medication. I'm, uh, you know, I'm doing better. Uh, work's still going real good. Still loving the job. Uh, we just did testing the other day. For uh, Toyota trying to get that, uh, you know, those app codes to sync up with the sensors. You have no idea what I'm talking about, but uh, I'm just explaining <laughs> what I do for a living. I do tech support for a TPMS co uh, company, and if you're not sure what a TPMS is, that's the thing in your wheels that monitors your tire pressure. And we're uh, an aftermarket uh, manufacturer and distributor, and I just help people like who are having trouble uh programming their sensors or getting them synced and we do like testing so that way we're trying to get like 99.9 percent .9 of the market you know to try and pop you know be like the top competitor so yeah uh we're working on that and we were working on a rav4 uh had some trouble but we're working on it we're getting it there and uh yeah so that's what i've been up to uh been you know still reading a lot of extreme horror stuff uh been reading a lot of edward lee lately i really like edward lee stuff it's gross it's insane it's gory it's you just sit there and you're like what the fuck is going on 
I loved it. Uh, we'll review those next podcast because today I want to talk about the very first extreme horror novel, novel, short story. I don't know what you would call this, but the two first extreme gross-out kind of novels I've ever read. And the first one is Womb, that's a Womb, W-O-O-M, by Duncan Ralston. I believe pain lingers, Angel said. Do I believe in spirits and the supernatural? Probably not. The lonely motel holds many dark secrets, and room six just might possess the worst of them all. Angel knows all about pain. His mother died in this room. He researched its history. Today he's come back to end it, no matter the cost, once and for all. Shyla, a plus-size prostitute, thinks the stories Angel tells her can't be true. Secrets so vile, you won't want to let them inside you. But the lonely motel doesn't forget. It doesn't forgive. And it always claims its victim. Uh, I was not expecting uh, what came from this tale. Uh, again, this is the first like gross-out extreme horror story I've ever read, and honestly, I was hooked. Uh, I could not stop until I was finished. This was such a good book. Uh, there are so many stories to tell, and they get worse one after another, just when you're like, oh, my stomach's kind of queasy, stomach turning, oh, it's even worse, oh, God. Oh, but you're like, you, that, that fucking weird sadistic, like, part of your brain that's like, oh, I don't want to, you know, it's like when there's like a bad car accident and you're like, oh, I hope those people are okay. But then you're like, you kind of want to see what happened. Just that like weird inquisitive part of your brain that's like, oh, what's going to happen? What's going on? It's just like, holy shit, what the F is going on here? That's exactly how I felt when reading this book. Like, just when you think you get a break, you're wrong and you're hit with something much worse. Um, I love the story. When I found out that it gets touched upon in another of Duncan's stories, I had to hurry up. As soon as I was done with that, I'm like, oh my god, there's like an actual kind of sequel. And it's not like a full sequel to this story, but those characters return in the next story we're going to talk about and you kind of feel you kind of find out what they've been up to and what has happened to them and uh that story which we'll get to in just a minute was really good as well i had heard uh yeah so i had to hurry up and read uh that one as well uh womb personally gets four giant dildos out of five for me again if you're kind of newer to the extreme horror like this one isn't super gross that like you're like oh i mean there is some stomach churning stuff like i would kind of if you want to go like if you want to start out there and see if you can handle it then you'll be okay like i would not suggest like i love aaron Beauregard. don't get me wrong i think he's a great writer i love a lot of his stories but whatever you do if you're brand new to extreme horror don't jump into the slob like we talked about uh last episode because that one was just, whoa. I'm glad I read a couple of extreme horror novels before I got to the that. Because I would have thrown, <laughs> I think I would have thrown up if I hadn't. Uh, now on to our next tale, which is Gross Out by Duncan Ralston. Revenge is on the program at this year's Splatterfest convention. 
Horror authors, critics, and fans from all over the world have gathered to share stories. Enjoy each company, I'm sorry, enjoy each other's company and to take part in the yearly gross-out contests. A fan favorite. But some attendees have arrived with ulterior motives. Clay Caden, whose story at the last in-person gross-out contest got him quote-unquote canceled, wants to tear down the convention from the inside. Moira Mead is desperate to impress her favorite horror director, who's promised to option a story based on the weekend's reading, and Clay's former mentor, guest of honor David Ennis, just wants to find his muse again, no matter what the cost. In a weekend filled with violence and horror, no one will be spared from trauma, and only one author can reign supreme. Gross Out features characters and situations from the novella Womb. While this is not a direct sequel, it does continue Shyla and Angel's story from the fateful night in room six of the Lonely Motel. So yeah, like I say, uh, this is not necessarily a sequel, but it does feature those characters, and you hear their story, and you're kind of like, oh, that's what they've been up to. Interesting. So yeah. Um, everything coalesces into disgusting depravity, that one has come to enjoy by Duncan Ralston. Gross Out was definitely gross, and I never thought an extreme novel would make me cry by the end of it, but lo and behold, this one did. And not cry like, I just want to get through this, but like tears of like there's two characters that... There's a love story in this, and by the end of it, I was crying because I was not expecting what happened to them, and yeah, it was... Yeah, I just, I just, I, 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 I was literally like, as soon as I was like, oh, oh no. So I'm not going to go into spoilers on that one, but yeah, uh, this one made me cry. I did not think of that, and lo and behold, this one did. Uh, the interactions between each character are well written, the motives behind each other, uh, and every act of revenge are believable, and you root up ending for certain characters to get what comes to them. There are some people where, you know, they're written to be sympathetic, and then when you find out just what horrible people there are and the comeuppance they get, you're like, oh, you deserved that, you piece of shit. So, yeah, it's rather interesting. Um, it's insane. It was really, really good. By the end of this book, I was laughing, I was crying, and I was upset that it was over. Uh, Duncan gained a fan for life from this depra depraved tale of queasiness and anger. Uh, this gets five gross-out contests out of five for me. I'll be reading a lot more of Duncan's work as soon as I catch up on some other tales, but everything is as, if everything is as well-written and thought out and disgusting as these last two tales, then I personally am in for a treat. Uh, yeah, I freaking loved Gross Out. Uh, actually, it's one of those that, like, I plan, once I kind of catch up on the stuff I'm reading, I plan to go back and reread because I think there's, like, stuff in there where you may have missed the first time you read it. Like, oh, I can see where that's heading now. Like, oh, I actually see, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah, it was, it was just something I wasn't prepared for, but it was really good. Like I said, at the end of it, I was crying. I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is happening. Oh, Jesus. Uh, but 
it was really good. I loved it. It was disgusting. It was depraved. It was everything I wanted it to be for a book called Gross Out. It was gross. Uh, not as gross as... Uh, well, it, okay. I, I don't want to compare the two. And I always go back to the slob. But because the slob... I was not expecting the slob and son of the slob to be what it was. Like, I was kind of expecting... A, I don't want to say like a mild extreme horror, but like... And I don't want to keep comparing the slob to everything because and it's not that it isn't a good story. It's a good story. It's one of those where you're like, that's fucked up. But it's just one of those that like, I that was gross. <laughs> like that one was gross. It was probably one of the grossest things I've ever read. And I still loved it. Don't get me wrong. I loved it. But I, I, the problem is, is, I think because it was so gross... Actually, no, there is, there is, oh, I forgot, there is one other story we're going to be talking about next week that really had my stomach churning. Oh, I forgot about that. Okay, yeah, no, okay, I'm going to shut up now. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, I, I loved Gross Out. It was so good. The The characters were written so well. There, you know, the, the all the relationships between each character, you're not sure, like, okay, who's who's who, who's, like, the, the villainous one, who's the hero, who, you know, what's going to happen, and, boy, you're not expect like, certain characters, like I said, they're, 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 they're written to be sympathetic, and then by the end of it, you're like, yo, my God, you are, you are evil, <laughs> and what happens to you is deserved, that kind of thing. So, yeah. So that's what I've been, uh, that's a couple things I read. Um, let me see how long we're going here. We still got a little bit of time. Uh, I do apologize if you're hearing a bunch of clicks and stuff. Uh, I thought our internet in the basement would be set up, but I forgot that, uh, like the ethernet cord went bad and we have to install a new one. So yeah, as soon as I'm able to do that, then I'll, I'll stop using my phone where all my notes are, and I'll have, like, a more professional setup. You know, I've been saying that forever, for, like, over a year now. I'm like, I'll have a professional setup. My goal was by the end of this year to have a laptop, and that didn't work out. <laughs> I'm just not good at saving money. Uh, you know, I, I, I have to admit to this, uh, you know, my, my parents and my sister are always harping on me, but, God, they're right. I'm not good at saving money. So, that, like, that's my goal you know, here we go, goals for New Year's, boring, booze, I don't give a shit. Uh, my goal for New Year's is to become a lot better at saving money and to lose at least 50 pounds. Um, I feel like if I can lose like 10, 5 to 10 pounds a month, I, I'll be okay. But like, just lately I've been kind of looking at myself and I'm like, oh, I've gained a considerable amount of weight. And I really, I haven't been happy about it, to be honest. I've been very upset. I just, I'm not happy with my looks, and, like, you know, I'm 35 now, I'm, I can tell, like, I'm hitting that point to where, like, I, I'm lonely, I'd like to have a companion, and no, it's not about finding a, a love interest or companion, it's about time to make myself happy, you know, feel loved and appreciated, and I have to love myself, and so I'd like to get into, you know, I don't, I'm not looking to get into, like, I'm ripped and blah, because that's never going to happen. I love food and sweets too much. But if I can cut down quite a bit on it, you know, in moderation, you know, not be going out to McDonald's and Wendy's every other day, you know, make that like a, 
like a weekend treat or just something that's like, oh, I had a good day. You know what? No, because if I do that, I'll be like, every day's a good day. Let's get six milkshakes. No. What I mean basically is it'll be like a special treat. Like, okay, like once a week kind of thing, fast food, cool. Other than that, I'm going to kind of cut down, you know. And, and I don't eat a ton during the day because I'm at work. So, like, my breakfast consists of an apple. And then around 11 o'clock, I have another apple just to kind of get me through the day. At 1 o'clock, I'll have my sandwich. Uh, when I go to lunch, I take a quick nap. And boy, I love my nap sometimes. There are some times where, like, I toss and turn and I don't sleep. But there are some times when I'm like, I need a nap. And it's so nice to just climb into my car and just take a, take a nap. I listen to... Uh, I was listening to the Let's Read podcast. I still... I, don't get me wrong. I love the Let's Read podcast. He's good, super good. He's got that voice that just kind of lulls you in and, and gets sucks you in. But lately, I've been listening to "Scare You to Sleep," uh, which she, you know, that's her thing. That like she, she's very soft spoken. It's it's kind of ASMR-y, but like unfortunately, like they need to figure out their ad situation. And it's not the podcaster; it's the company or whoever that like puts the ads in because it, she's like. Here's our story. We're gonna begin, and then like the commercials, like listen to this, blah blah blah, and you're like, oh shit. So that needs a little bit of work, um, but yeah, because like I'll be like just about to fall asleep, and then I'll go to commercial, and I shock myself back, you know, like, Whoa. but all in all, there, you know, plenty of times where I actually fall asleep, and that's what she's designed it for. She's soft spoken. Uh, she actually does like like some audio cues when it's like, oh, and then the thunder crashed, and then you hear thunder. Or like, oh, and then the glass broke in here, like, you know, and it's quieter stuff. It's not like loud in your face. It's like distance. You hear like, oh, no, the glass broke. And you hear like a glass break. She does a super good job of it is what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm rambling on. She, I really like Scary to Sleep. A lot of good creepy stories. She does a really good job narrating. I don't know her name. I'm sorry. She may say her name in it. I don't know if I've ever caught it, but uh, she's super good. I really, really enjoy listening to her uh, just kind of lulling me to sleep while I'm taking my nap at work. And then, and then usually, or where was I going with this? Oh, yeah. And then usually by the time I get home, uh, I've been trying, you know, and unfortunately when I go get fast food, it's I get fast food. Like, I'm like, I'm going to enjoy this and I get exactly what I want. And it's, it's too much food. I know that. It's way too much food. And, you know, and unfortunately, because my job, you know, I, I sit most of the day. Um, you know, I'm not burning calories as much as I'd like. And I, I kind of think I kind of need to, like, every couple hours get up, kind of walk around, the, you know, maybe walk around the warehouse or walk around the office a little bit just to get that metabolism burning. And, you know, when I get home, I need to... I need to do some exercises when I get home or, you know, some, you know, when I, when I'm at home after work, I need, you know, to start burning more calories, eating less, you know, I just, I want to lose some weight bad and I'm just tired of, you know, I'm tired of looking at myself, honestly. And, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just not happy where I'm at and I just need to work. I just need to work on it. I, you know, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of good uh, weight loss people, you know, just big people that, you know, are working at it and just seeing them, you know, get where they wanted to be. It kind of motivates me to be like, OK, I need to do this. I really do. So, yeah, that's uh, that's my plan for the New Year's. Uh, I don't know how I got into that. 
I wasn't meaning to talk about that, but anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, so those are my goals for the new year is to uh, learn, be better at saving money and lose a bunch of weight. There you go, goals for the new year. Uh, I don't think we... Sorry for all the... Boops and shit. Uh, okay, I don't want to. I don't want to run this too long. So let's talk about an anime I've been watching recently uh, and enjoying. Um, I meant to talk about another one, but I wasn't prepared for notes, so I'm just going by memory on this one because I'm currently watching it. I still have to finish it, but so far I've been loving it. Um, it I have to admit, there was like a story arc that was like really pissing me off, and I was like, "Come on, dude!" I was like really prepared, and then finally when I had that payoff, I was like, "Yeah." So, and I'm talking about D. Gray Man. Alan Walker is a young man cursed with an eye that can see Akuma. And Akuma are basically demons. Uh, the Earl is like a demonic being that's able to bring someone back from the dead. So basically you have to grieve and you want someone brought back from the dead. And then when their soul is brought back... They have to kill the person that wanted them back in order to take over their body, and they, they become a Akuma, which is basically a weapon, a demonic weapon for the Earl. And there is this stuff called Innocence, which can be effectively used as a weapon against the Akuma, and the Earl wants to destroy all Innocence, so he can pretty much, you know, rule the world or whatever. And Alan Walker is, he was, you know... He was cursed. He his left arm is an actor of innocence. Uh, it basically, it's it looks grotesque and demonic, but he's able to transform it into weapons, and uh, it's able to grow gigantic, and it's it's really cool. And he is an exorcist, and exorcists are those that defeat the Akuma, and so he joins the Black Order, and he meets Lena Lee. Lavi, Clory, Crory, I always say that wrong, Crory, Conda, and so many other characters. They're all really cool. Crory is like this vampire, but he's not necessarily a vampire, but he is a vampire because he, it's, it's, you guys got to see it. It's hard to explain. Lavi has this like mallet that he can grow gigantically and use. Lena Lee has these awesome boots and she kicks ass with those boots. That's her. So there are some innocents that are parasite innocents. So there's an accommodator who can wield innocence. What the hell? Sorry, I thought I heard something. Apparently my house is haunted. I'm hearing things. Um, there's an accommodator of innocence, which basically means you can control the weapon. There are parasite accommodators, which Alan is, which means, you know, his left hand. And then Crory is an accommodator that has a parasite, in a sense, where he has to, like, drink the blood of Akuma. So that's why he's technically, you know, he's a vampire, but he's not. But he's such a cool character. Kanda has this badass sword. Uh, and then Lena Lee has these boots. She's, you know, basically a martial artist. Has these boots, able to jump around and, and not, not fly, but, like, float and kick a bunch of ass. And it's just really good. Uh, it's not like super gory. It's not super sweary. I think they say shit once in a while, 
but it's such a cool story. So basically, uh, yeah, they, they go around the world and they're trying to find accommodators of innocence because they're trying to build their army to fight the Akuma because a, an all-out war is going to break out soon. And then there's the clan of Noah, which apparently are, de are like descendants of Noah who built the ark. And it's just, it's cool, it's crazy, there's like some religious connotations, but they kind of like, I don't want to say bastardize, bast bastard, bastardize it, that's not the word I'm looking for. They manipulate it to, you know, to, for, to fit their own goals, and it's not like an affront against anything, they're not being uh, uh, offensive to any kind of religion or anything, they just kind of, they just kind of like change things that it kind of fits, and it's it's really good. You know, you, you kind of see both sides, you know, where they're coming from and everything. It's well-written. The, the English dubbing is really, really good. The, the cast is really, really good. The characters are well-written. You're really, you know, they're characters that you absolutely fall in love with. You're rooting for them. They're characters that you, you know, you bond with. And when they pass, you're very upset. Yes, there's a lot of characters that I really liked that unfortunately have died and... You know, it's upsetting. It's just like any other TV show when you're when you you know you've you've grown to appreciate that character and you really enjoy that character, and then it's like, oh, you know, it's plot twist. Here we go, and then you're just like, no, I fucking love that character, no. And uh, so, like, the first two seasons are like a hundred episodes. No, I'm sorry. I think they're like fifty. I think the first two seasons are fifty episodes. Uh, and then three and four are like another 50, 52. And then there's a, I don't, I don't know if this is technically the fourth season, but it's called hollow H A L L O W. And that's only like 12 episodes. I'm on season four, season three and four. And I think I'm like 12 episodes until the ending of that. And then I have to finish hollow and I'm like, I might take a break and watch something else because I don't want D. Gray Man to end. That's like, there was a Kill a Kill. I fucking loved Kill a Kill. And I don't think we've talked about Kill a Kill yet. But man, I was so upset when that was over. That was such a good anime. I loved it so much. Ugh, there's so many good animes to talk about. And we'll get into that more next podcast. But I'm going to wrap this one up. I'm literally recording at like 3 in the morning. And I'm really tired now. I couldn't sleep. And now I'm like, now I'm tired. So I please forgive me if I'm kind of like sounds like I'm kind of nodding off because I'm very very tired, and I could literally see like my reflection in my phone and my eyes have the biggest bags underneath them. So I'm gonna go back to bed. I just I couldn't sleep and I figured I'd knock out a recording. So I do apologize for this being super late. Um, I'm gonna get back on schedule. So this will come out this Monday, and then I'll record another one probably this weekend, and you'll either get two this week, or you'll get one this Monday, and one next Monday. So when I say this Monday, I mean the one you're listening to right this moment, and then next Monday, and then there'll be like a week in between again. So yeah, I'm going to get back on schedule. I do apologize for, you know, taking a two-week break, just I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to rush a recording, and then when I ended up going to GalaxyCon, I wanted to make sure that I was able to talk about it on the podcast, so that's kind of why I was two weeks, two weeks late. I do apologize. Uh, there, you know, uh, I'm, there's another convention in March that uh, Jessica told me about, 
And I am going to that one for sure. 100% I will be there. And I'll talk about more when that one comes closer. So thank you all for listening. I really, really appreciate everyone that tunes in that, you know, says something super nice. Thank you all so much. Again, I do apologize if, if you don't understand the joke. I understand the word horrible isn't necessarily in the title. Horribly, is because it's so bad. It's supposed to be a it's so bad it's good kind of thing, but apparently it's just so bad. And apparently my joke doesn't work, but I'm not going to change it because I honestly love my tagline. So yes, this has been a Horribly Nerdy Podcast, the podcast that's so bad, horrible is in its name. <laughs> just had to say it one more time. <laughs> Thank you all so much for tuning in, and I will see you next week.